voice of the world The sound with the beat The sound that sets you tapping your feet Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure The sound of the news, rhythm and blues Tchaikovsky swing, whatever you choose Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure Welcome to All Things Radio, your weekly radio magazine, with radio news from a national perspective, quality and format changes, sports news, featured radio stations from yesterday and today, your voicemails and phone calls, as well as special guests and featured segments. And now here's your host, Bill Sparks. Educate, syncopate, radio communicate, radio, the sound of year-round pleasure. Well, hello and welcome to All Things Radio. Gosh, 605 for November 4th, 2021. We got a busy show and I'm going to turn it over to Jeff. Well, thank you very much, Bill. And I want to say hello to everybody listening. And of course, those who will listen later on, you're also saying hello to you guys as well. First of all, we'll start things off with our radio news from a national perspective. And we'll follow up with calls and feedback and Jennifer Sparks' call and in format changes. This week in our featured station segment, or featured segment, I should say, we're going to listen to radio station WBZ-FM, and we're going to hear the Toucher and, uh, I'm sorry, Toucher and Rich show, and I think you're going to find that very interesting. Our classic air check takes us to Houston, Texas, and we're going to listen to country music as heard on radio station KENR-FM from, I believe it's March 10th, 1972. That was a Friday at that point. And then finally, uh, uh, 1070 AM, AM, KNRAM. Now we're going to listen after that, our classic, our, uh, we're going to listen to radio station WNSH FM in New York City, uh, 94.7. They're licensed to Newark, New Jersey. Change format. They were for, from country to classic hip hop. So they're Nash FM now, or they're not Nash FM, but they were country with 94.7. And then they became the well, 94.7 The Block. And we're going to hear that. And as a matter of fact, they've changed their call letters. They're not even WNSH anymore. They've changed their call letters. If it's gone through, it's WXBK, owned and operated by Odyssey. So all in all, we have a very busy program. And, we, of course, we can talk about radio news after after things go on. And uh, coming up next week, because they're all not in, but we're going to be doing lots of work and looking at how stations are doing. And I can tell you that the revenue outcomes for radio for the third quarter this year is a lot better than it was last year, so things are starting oh, yeah. to turn around. But we're only, but that doesn't mean they're going to spend more money on the on the business. But at least you know that, at least revenue wise, things are turning around. So all in all, we've got a very busy program this week. So we'll say hello to everybody, and we'll turn back to you, Bill. It's a going to be a great week for news, and Jeff, you've got a lot to cover. So let's get to that award-winning news. Right now. I'm Jeff at For All Things Radio. And here's what's happening in the world of broadcasting. It's the end of the line for Eric Ferguson. Major radio groups report their third quarter earning results. We'll let you know what's happening on the street and begin our look at the Nielsen October personal people meter ratings. It was yet another busy week this week in the world of broadcasting, and Eric Ferguson once again makes news. Yes, we're now into the month of November, and Eric Ferguson will no longer be working for radio station WTMX-FM in Chicago, Illinois. You might remember that Eric Ferguson was taken off the air for the month of October, but most radio analysts believe that Eric 
Eric Ferguson's days at WTMX were definitely numbered. Facing a myriad of complaints from female employees, Eric Ferguson and Hubbard both agreed that it was time for his show to come to an end. This ends a 25-year reign for WTMX's morning host, Eric Ferguson. He started at WTMX 25 years ago with Kathy Hart. And in 2017, Kathy Hart was replaced by Melissa McGurin. Melissa McGurin left in 2020, and she's now working at radio station WUSN-FM in Chicago, Illinois, with their country format owned and operated by Odyssey. The morning show will continue with Brian, Nikki, and Violetta. What's next for Eric Ferguson? We really don't know, and of course we'll let you know in a future All Things Radio live broadcast. It's that time of the year when major radio groups begin reporting their third quarter earning results. We have results from Town Square Media, Beasley Media, and Sirius Satellite Radio. In the case of Town Square Media, Town Square Media's third quarter revenue grew 60% to $111.3 million. That's up from $95 million in the previous quarter. Beasley Media also reported their third quarter revenue results, and they were up 26.7% to $62.9 million. Caroline Beasley, CEO of the company, says that much of that revenue is due to the growth in revenue of radio station WBZ-FM, the sports hub in Boston, Massachusetts. In other news, Sirius Satellite Radio reported their third quarter revenue results, and they were up 9% to $2.20 billion. That's right, $2.20 billion. And self-paid subscribers, additions climbed to 616,000 individuals. However, Sirius Satellite Radio also made news on another front with a major realignment of many of their major channels. And here's how it all stacks up. The biggest change is the breakup of its decades channels. The 50s on 5 moves to channel 72 as 50s gold, and the 60s on 6 moves to channel 73 as 60s gold. Here's the list of all the channel changes that are coming to Sirius XM Radio. The Pulse moves from channel 15 to channel 5. The Coffee House moves from channel 14 to channel 6. 102.7 KISS FM moves from channel 11 to channel 14. Seriously, Sinatra moves from channel 71 to channel 70. 40s Junction moves from channel 73 to channel 71. The 50s on 5, as we said earlier, moves from channel 5 to channel 72. The 60s on 6 moves to channel 73. On Broadway moves from 72 to channel 77. Kids Bop moves from channel 77 to channel 79. NBC Sports Audio moves from channel 211 to channel 85. Caliente moves from 158 to 151. CBS Sports moves from 206 to 158. Sports Grid moves from 204 to 159. And Sirius Love will move online to channel 708. If you use the Sirius XM satellite app, you'll have to do nothing. Your favorites will be changed automatically. And if you have a Sirius satellite radio, you'll have to make those changes manually. Now it's time to take a quick look and find out what's happening on the street. Congratulations go out to Glenn Kalina, who is ending his 50-year radio career this week. Most recently, he had been working at radio station WOGL-FM doing mornings. He started his radio career in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, working at the Wizard WZZD-AM, which was formerly WIBG-AM. He also worked at Hot Hits WCAU-FM back in 1981, and numerous stations to mention here. Congratulations, Glenn, and enjoy your well-deserved retirement. If you live in Cincinnati, Ohio, say hello to a new Spanish radio station on 101.5 via a translator. The translator is using WIZFFM's HD2 signal, and they're calling themselves La Grande. Say so long to the top 40 that was heard on radio station WWHXFM in Bloomington, Illinois. The station is owned and operated by Newhoff Communications. The station has dropped its top 40 format in favor of Christmas music, and we'll let you know what that new station's format will be after the holidays. And many, many more stations have gone to a Christmas format this past week. We can't give you the list of all of them, but here's a few of them that have made the Christmas change. KBDU-FM in New Orleans, Louisiana has made the Christmas change. Town Square Media's WPBZ-FM, 103.9 The Breeze in Albany, New York, has also made the change to Christmas music. KWBK in Bend, Oregon, has also made the change. WTSS-FM in Buffalo, New York, has also made the Christmas change, as well as WAKWFM in Cincinnati, Ohio.
Ohio, WSBA-FM in Spartanburg, South Carolina, WMXL-FM in Lexington, Kentucky, WVEZ-FM in Louisville, Kentucky, and the list goes on and on. In Washington, D.C., Elzo 107.9 WLZL-FM has added the Eddie Sotelo Showboy Show at night. The show is syndicated by Intravision. And finally, an all-digital radio station is coming to Boston, Massachusetts at radio station WSRO-AM. The station is actually licensed to Ashland, Massachusetts, owned and operated by Alex Langer, and the station programs an all-jazz format. However, if you don't have a digital radio, you could listen to their analog signal on a translator on 102.1, and the translator is licensed to Framingham, Massachusetts. Now it's time to begin our look at the Nielsen October Personal People Meter Ratings. In New York City, the number one rec radio station is WLTWFM with their adult contemporary format. The number two rec radio station is WBLSFM with their urban adult contemporary format. And there's a tie for number three and number four. Number three is WCBS-FM with their classic hits format. And number four is WSKQ-FM with their Spanish tropical format. It should be interesting to note that WNSH-FM, although they've dropped the country format, did better than they've ever done with a 2.1 share of the audience. In Los Angeles, California, the number one rec radio station is KOST-FM with an adult contemporary format. The number two rec radio station is KRTH-FM with a classic hits format. And finally, the number three rec radio station in Los Angeles, California is KBIG-FM with a hot adult contemporary format. In Chicago, Illinois, the number one rec radio station is WBBM-AM with its all-news format. The number two rec radio station is WVAZ-FM with its urban adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three rec radio station in Chicago, Illinois is WBEZ-FM. That's the public broadcaster with a news talk and information format. It should be interesting to note that the mix without Eric Ferguson is not doing very well in the ratings with a 3.5 share of the audience. In San Francisco, California, the number one rec radio station is KQED-FM with a news talk and information format. The number two rank radio station is KNBR-AM with its all sports operation. And finally, the number three rank radio station in San Francisco, California is KCBS-AM with its all news operation. In Dallas, Texas, the number one rec radio station is KHKS-FM with a pop CHR format. The number two rank radio station is KLNO-FM with a regional Mexican format. And finally, the number three rank radio station in Dallas, Texas is KZPS-FM with a classic rock format. In Houston, Texas, the number one rec radio station is KODA-FM with an adult contemporary format. The number two rec radio station is KLTN-FM with a regional Mexican format. And finally, the number three rec radio station in Houston, Texas is KKHH-FM with an adult its format. In Atlanta, Georgia, things are status quo. The number one rec radio station is WSB-AM with a news talk format. The number two rec radio station is WSRV-FM with a classic its format. And finally, the number three rec radio station in Atlanta, Georgia is WALR-FM with an urban adult contemporary format. In Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the number one rec radio station is WDAS-FM with an urban adult contemporary format. The number two rec radio station is WMMR-FM with a rock format. And finally, the number three rec radio station in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania is WMGK-FM with a classic rock format. Out in Long Island, the number one rec radio station is WCBS-FM with a classic its format. The number two rec radio station is WBLI-FM with a pop CHR format. And finally, the number three rec radio station out of Long Island is WBAB-FM with a classic rock format. In Riverside, California, the number one rec radio station is KOLA-FM with a classic its format. The number two rec radio station is KSGN-FM with a adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three rec radio station in Riverside, California is KLYY-FM with a Spanish adult its format. In San Jose, California, the number one rec radio station is KQED-FM with a news talk format. The number two rec radio station is KCBS-AM with its all news operation. And finally, the number three rec radio station in San Jose, California is KDFC-FM with a classical 
format. Finally, out of New Jersey, and that encompasses the counties of Middlesex, Somerset, and Union, the number one rec radio station is WSKQFM with a Spanish tropical format. The number two rec radio station is WHTZFM with a pop CHR format. And finally, the number three rec radio station out of New Jersey is WBLSFM with an urban adult contemporary format. Next week, we'll continue our look at the Nielsen October personal people meter ratings. Finally, according to those media monitors, here are the top commercials you heard on the radio this past week. Number one was indeed followed by Duck Duck Go, Lowe's, Get Upside, and State Farm Insurance. If you have any comments concerning this portion of the podcast, there are many ways you can get in touch with me. First of all, you can send me an email. My email address is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F Jeff at allthingsradio.net. Or you can send me a voicemail with our feedback line. The phone number is 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595 and hit option two for the podcast team. For all things radio, I'm Jeff Bennett. It's time once again for listener calls and feedback. To get in touch with the podcast team, call 800-693-0595 and hit option two for the podcast team. Hi, Bill, Jeff, and everybody. This is Debbie in Lafayette, Indiana. I may have missed this. I don't know if Jennifer um, recorded this station on her call letters, but there is a station in Virginia. It is WDIC, the new 92.1 The Wolf, and it is in Clinchco, Clintwood, Virginia. It's in southwestern Virginia in the mountains. Anyway, thought I'd pass that along. And it's country, classic country, and uh, it's a great station. Bye-bye. Listener comments are always welcome, so give us a call on that feedback line, 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595. And hit option two for the podcast team. Well, thank you very much. We got a lot to unpack, Jeff. Yeah, and I, let me go through those Indiana, those ratings in Indianapolis, Indiana. I think, Bernie, you probably heard them already. <laughs> number one, of course, is WJJK. It's with job security, But Bernie. your station is number two. WYXV is number two. WTLC-FM is number three. WFMS is number four. WIBC-FM is number five. WFYI is number six. WLHK is number seven. And WIBC-FM HD2 is number eight. And and just to give you an idea, they have a 4.5 share of the audience in August. I mean, in July. In August, it's a 4.4. In September, it's a 5.5. And October, it's a 5.1. So for a radio station that's using two translators and uh, and their HD2, doing well with that. they're doing actually very, very yeah. well. I, I, am, I, am not, I am surprised that they're doing as well as they are, but they're doing very it's well. It's also a high number for like an eight station in the market. Usually they're two and three at, at, at number eight. You know, that's good. So that's not that bad, Bernie. I, I don't know if you, you guys yeah, are talking I know. about it. Uh, but you know what? They put a lot of effort into that station for what it's worth. It's a good station. Well, speaking and, of and which, you want to talk about the mornings, the new mornings? Yeah, they announced on Wednesday during the coffee club of all things. I knew it was coming. Um, uh, Kevin Bowen's new partner is Jake Query. I called that about three or four weeks ago. I had a feeling that was going to be the case, and. He, of course, is a retried bot. He worked eight years at WNDE, also worked a year as a morning co-host, at w, or as morning host, actually at WIBC, and that didn't go so well, but sports no, seems to be no. more of his niche, and to be honest with you, Kevin could probably use the help in the morning 
Um, Jake has a way of broadening the sports landscape out just a little bit, not just Colts, 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 99.5% of the time. Uh, there is more that goes on. And so that ought to be a good fit. Um, um, do you agree on that one, Bernie? Not much of a fan listener. I, I think I, I personally think it's got to be a lot better than Jake did on WIBC. He was uh, he, he's definitely a sports guy, and sometimes those guys can't make a transition to another to another format. Plus, you got to remember he's twenty years older now, almost, and maybe as you grow along and you've been out of work for some months because he was laid off by our you get a second or third chance and you say this is it i've got to do it so game on and and, and people might also know him from the indianapolis 500 network too oh yeah 15 years at least there of good experience so you know it, it's not like you're just bringing somebody off the street or whatever no. to do no. so he's I mean, and, and there's some more news and bernie i'm going to talk to you about this we talked about this earlier is that i just read today that the, the owner of ms broadcasting or the ceo jeff smullion is writing a book or has written a book it should be coming out in 2022 and it's called the upside down roller coaster and it's the story of his life and the story of his work uh and in in, in in radio, essentially, owning radio stations. And he talks about how he got the idea of making WFAN New York City's first all-sports radio station. And uh, and it's called the uh, it was going to be called the Upside Down Roller Coaster. And it sh- I think it should be a very interesting read. Not, I, I was telling my sister about this today, and she goes, but you're not a book reader. I said, no, I know, but but this kind of interested me. So I probably will get will try to get to read this, hoping it's on Bookshare or it's, if it definitely comes out as an audio book, I'll definitely read it. Uh, Brandon, what did you oh, yeah. what did you hear about it? I heard about it yesterday, and I called Jeff, and well, no, I texted him last night and uh, told him I couldn't wait to to read it. I said as soon as it's available, I will purchase it, uh, and I, I hope that he mentions my name in it. If he doesn't, I'll I'll send it back. Yeah, yeah. Well, I thought you'd get the subtitle <laughs> at least, but you know, what yeah, are you I, need do? I need to get at least a, a mention, a quick yeah, mention. absolutely. Nice you, guy. You know, the cool thing I was thinking about that I've been working on a book with a big index lately, and I'm saying. I would love to see my name in an index someday. You know, I know. That would cool? that be cool? Yeah. I'm like, come on, Jeff. I'm the only blind guy you've ever hired, and you, you didn't even have any problem with it. Just mention that because people will think yeah. that's cool. Egan, comma, Bernie, see blind. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and we, before we get on to our next uh, section here, we do have one hand raised. Joe, can you un- uh, can you unmute yourself, please? Joe Sorensen, please. Oh, hi. Good good afternoon, gentlemen and everyone. Anyway, also on SiriusXM, I'm on the email listing. And you can, all the holiday channels are now up. And all of the Christmas music, different channels, different kinds of Christmas music. You can eat your chocolate candy and fudge. And gorge yourself yeah. on Christmas. Christ- well, there's only 51 days left, uh, Joe. You know, we got to get going here. What can I do? Well, they said that uh, it, it said there were 16 holiday channels, but there are actually 19, I believe it is. Jeez. I know they're going to be when Hanukkah comes around. There's going to be a specially channel for Hanukkah as well for yeah. those who celebrate Hanukkah. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, they also made some other changes. I'm going to talk about that in next week's news. But they they reworked the channel, the blend, which is more of a uh, it's an it's a softer adult contemporary. It's, what they were saying is people were complaining that the stations that are supposedly soft adult contemporary 
really aren't soft adult contemporary these days. No. I think you're going to find this kind of interesting. I'm going to be doing a feature. I don't, and I normally don't cover satellite radio, but my sister, I have to, I, Bill, I have to give the, the sister a credit again. And we were talking about it, and she said, well, I listen to it in the car because, frankly, there's not much on the radio to listen to on, on AMRF right. that I really like in the, in the New York City area. And she says, you really should do some stuff on satellite radio since they are, they are as popular as they are. And... And, you know, you're buying an automobile these days, and chances are it's going to have a satellite radio in it. So I will do some work on that uh, for next year as well or during the during the next few months. Uh, uh, oh, there's um, we'll, no harm in it. I mean, it's, it's part of the landscape now. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's definitely part of the landscape. Do I, and, and, you know, they, they certainly do voice track. We know that they do voice track, and their announcers work on more than one channel. But so what? That happens today in, ra- in real radio as well. So it's not a that thing. Happens everywhere. There are times. There are times like on the '60s channel where they those guys are live. You know, they do some live stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. What's his name? Flash uh, Phelps does live stuff. I know yeah, that. Flash is live. Does he yeah. ever get the phone yeah. number out that people can call him? I've never heard that, but I know that Pat St. John. He gets was, calls. Uh, he, he must have given it out sometime because he gets <laughs> calls. And I know Pat St. John was talking about the change, and someone was complaining about it. But Pat said, "You know, but change is good, essentially. I mean, it's it's really well, no it's really no different, Chris, than if your cable company went. Well, our cable company, we have Charter Spectrum. They went from analog to digital, and they changed all the channel numbers for for most of it for a lot of the channels, and they grouped them in areas that were that were uh, that were alike to each other. So, like, yeah, so well, I you know, know, but you you see what they did? They took the channels that the people." And, you know, we're, we're, most of us on this panel are over that age. 55 and over, they moved the people 55 and over out. 70s channel, still okay, still there. But, you know, they, they took everybody out in the 80s and 90s. They're still 7, 8, and 9. But it doesn't matter about the 40s, 50s, and 60s because nobody cares no. about those decades. Well, and they also put no, the, mo- the channels that have the most listeners up in the, up in the lower tier of channels. I mean, that uh, makes sense. I mean, that's the bottom line. That's what, it, that's what they... I, and most people aren't even going to notice. I know that I have it set up in my Sonos' favorites. And I didn't have to do a thing. They were automatically yeah. changed. I have it on my And when app. you call, and, you know, now it's going to be 50s gold and 60s gold. But if you say 50s on 5 or 60s on 6 for a while, it's still going to work. And, you know, it'll keep saying, she'll, she'll say, you know, 50s gold from Sirius XM or whatever. You know, They've already got new jingles cut for at least some of the channels. I've heard that as well. So, And they have another channel, which, I, which, I, which I'm going to try to feature some of this stuff. I know that you guys are older. Mosaic is music from the 90s and 2000s. And they have... Oh, wow. uh, Spot, they have another one called I think it's called the Spot, which is 2010 through today, and they and the blend, which is, was their love, which was originally their love songs channel, that's gone to a more softer adult. It's a very soft adult contemporary. As a matter of fact, it reminds me of what I was playing at WJPZ when I was working in college during the uh, 1970s. So yeah, it, again, it's an interesting approach. We'll see how it uh, yeah. how it does, but you you can't deny that when you see an additional 600,000 paid subscribers. And a, re- yeah. a revenue growth of nine percent. That, that, that what is that telling you? It's telling you something. Yep. Well, again, putting it in the cars like that, and you know that's that's really the thing. And then they always plug that and say, "Hey, you can listen to these shows uh, in in the house too." You know, get they've been doing that, especially since the pandemic. You listen to the shows in the house, and you know, get them on your on Miss A or get them on your uh, iPhone or whatever. They're always talking about that stuff. Now, I'm not going to say they're going to get rid of the satellites, but I think that at some point they will because it costs money to put up a new satellite all the time, and that's money that uh, that comes out of their pocket. They have to pay for that, and ultimately, uh, companies are making it more and more reasonable for data, so that you don't, so that having an unlimited data plan on your cell phone or on your 
uh, on your whatever you use to uh, listen to the satellite radio or the listen to the series is not going to break the bank anymore. I mean, I know I have charter communications through Spectrum, and unlimited data is $45 a month for the cell plan that I have with them. And that's really not, that's very reasonable. If I, if, I, if, I, if I decided to share that with someone else in my family, it would be only be $29 a month for two phones. And that's when you're at home reasonable. on your cell phone anyway, it works off of your cable internet data. Also. That's right. I'm, I, I'm never, I really very rarely use a cell phone to listen to the radio or listen to it outside the home. So for me, it doesn't really matter. And you're quite right about that, Sean. So I wanted to bring yeah. that up because it's going to be interesting to see to see what happens with Sirius. You know, yes, I mean, it's it's different. Not it's not what it was when it was XM, but but what they did is like they they tried their best to do the best of XM and the best of what Sirius had when they combined the two companies because when they originally started it wasn't good, it was horrible, it wasn't good at all. But they they have improved in many ways, and you know that's all I can say. I I, tep- I mean not that I listen to them all the time, but I'll keep them on in the background if I'm doing something. I'm sitting there reading the radio news. Uh, and I do a lot of that. I, I need to get a life, but everyone knows. But I'll sit there and listen to them in the background. So, again, it, this is what this is what's coming, and uh, we'll see what happens. So, uh, anyone else have anything to say on this? I think we're probably done with this. But anyone else? Do you have anything to say, Gary, at all? Or no, no. Uh, I think you pretty much said it. But I am going to tell you about something besides Jennifer's call letters and format coming up. We'll be looking into this over the next few weeks. Uh, Perry and I am going to put him on the spot. We're having, I'm noticing a lot of stations or teams not traveling with their teams, especially some in the NBA, Major League Baseball, not so much. But I think they might be using this as one way to save some money. Um, I I think in a lot of ways that's true. Now, a lot of the – I think, Bill, most of the NFL teams are traveling. They are, except the Jets. And and on that sports media media podcast, Bill, this week on this episode, they talked about that, how they're using – like they talked about the Rays, the Knicks not traveling. And they're using it, yes. But their TV's traveling, but their radio's not. They're using it as a way. Uh, for, for example, them to yeah, save money. the Pacers not going. Can you do as good a play-by-play with just the cameras and the TV screen? No, no, no you no. cannot. No. Because yeah, last the camera night, can't, the camera last night can't the show were not traveling. Last night the Celtics were not traveling, and that was actually a convenience because I think uh, Sean Grandy's going on a trip because uh, John Wallach that we're going to hear on the. Toucher and Rich will be doing the game tonight. And I think it was just actually they used it as a little convenience to get Sean on an extra game. But they weren't traveling, and they also didn't want to go to Florida. And they were saying, uh, as a matter of fact, Maxwell was mentioning before the game, looking at the crowd, all the people in there without the masks. And, you know, in the garden, if you're not eating or drinking, you have to have a mask on here. So, oh, you know, wow. there's they, and, you know, as, Florida's Florida. But anyway, getting back to the As far as the, the play-by-play, traveling, though, Chris, Pat Hughes you know, being a Cubs fan, obviously that's who I listen to a lot during the summer. And he said there is just no way we're using a, a monitor that you can yeah. see what you what you need to see to do good play by play. No, and they, I and think a Sean lot of them saying. would try to te- they would try for you to think that they were at the game, but you knew it because you would hear them, you know, just pause or something like yeah. that. Sure. Well, Sean Pat, was Pat saying there was, there's just no way we can see. Correctly. One point that there was there was a bad call or a call, a questionable call. He didn't say it was a bad call, a questionable call, and he didn't know if Jason Tatum had complained about it or not. He says we're not there and we can't tell. 
So, you know, I mean, they're, they're very honest about something, things that they, and also during the season, it didn't so much happen last night, but during the season last year, they would, they sometimes didn't know how many timeouts were, they weren't given that information. They weren't seeing information about timeouts and things like that. So, uh, and fouls, team fouls and things of that sort. So, no, it doesn't, and, it isn't as good. And the fact is that, that, like with the Pacers, for instance, they're, they have to rely on whatever the TV coverage is giving right. them, you know. And yeah. so one time the TV coverage is, is showing a play in slow motion instead of showing what was actually happening on the court. And so they really, for a minute or so, had no idea. Yeah. Hey, Chris, can you do, I, I don't normally like to be the obituary of the airwaves, but that you guys did lose Jerry Remy. Can you talk a little about Remy. Him? Remy. Jerry Remy. Yeah, he uh, he was a uh, the Red Sox uh, color analyst on TV from 1988 to the time of his death. He had a long battle with lung cancer, uh, which started back in 2009. He had to miss portions of different seasons, but he was he was you know he had the uh, southeastern Massachusetts accent. He's you know he had, so people really related to him. He was he had a great rapport with his partners, especially uh, Sean McDonough and Don Arcillo. And uh, there's a lot of you know funny things that they did, and just you know he he would get into the game when the game was really uh, something to talk about. But then if there wasn't, they just talk about whatever they saw in the ballpark, and they just made it fun. And uh, you know he will definitely be missed. They had a wake today in Waltham for him. Uh, you know they allowed the fans of people to come to the wake. It was a public wake, and I'm sure the the streets of Waltham were mobbed because uh, he was just a very popular guy. Okay, and uh, my sister told me to tell you that uh, don't believe me when I say I'm not into sports because I'm, I'm not really a sports person. No, but I, I, I will kind of you, your, your sister and I will have to talk and we'll compare notes and we'll get you into major trouble. Yeah, <laughs> it probably will. My, my brother-in-law says I'm a closet sports fanatic, but I'm, I don't really listen to the games. I mean, I don't listen to the baseball game. Like Bernie, he listens to the uh, Pacers games every day when they're playing. Cause they, he talks about yeah. it on Facebook. I, I follow Bernie on Facebook. Yeah, but. I don't really follow the games, but I listen to the sports results when I hear these scores and stuff on the on the news. So that's. The- do you think Bernie, it's Mark Boyle's idea to stay home because he's an older guy? You know, do you think you that know, might be I, it? I've wondered that too. I don't know, and I I uh, do occasionally communicate with Pat Boyle, the guy who's his you know, sidekick there uh, on uh, Facebook, and I suppose I could ask him, uh, but I, I don't know if that's. Mark's idea or not. Yeah. I think it's deeper it than that. It wouldn't surprise me, though. It could be, but he, but not only him, but Chris Denary's not flying either. And he's not traveling with the team. So that's wow. that, that's okay. another yeah. issue. But just to so. clarify, the Celtics did travel, you know, and they'll be traveling again. I mean, they're going to Cleveland. I think this was a special thing because for some reason Sean was going to, to Dublin. I don't know what he was doing. But he was going to be gone, and so they did this, and so, and I think the Florida aspect of it, I think that they don't trust things there. So, they'll show, but, now, they'll show he's traveling. Uh, now, another thing: most traveling. of the colleges, if you look at the colleges, I, I think most of them, or at least mo- all that I've heard, they're traveling. Yeah, yeah. Me too. Craig Way talked about that. He said, he said the only way he will do a game on a monitor is if the team that Texas is playing won't allow him in the arena. He had. A couple of occasions of that, but he said otherwise. Yeah, he did that game I mean, in China that time, didn't he? Well, but I'm talking last year, the Hawaii yeah. tournament yeah. from Asheville, and then uh, I think it was Iowa State or one of them. Somebody didn't. I know it was West Virginia. One of them didn't let him go. And then the Texas A&M women's game, they didn't. But well, you know that was an SEC. They didn't you know, it's funny. 
Oh, good. You know what's funny, Chris? Now, do you remember? I don't remember. My parents tell me about it. My dad just told me about it. But there was a thing called the Liberty Bell Network where they would re- recreate the games. Uh, Liberty Network, yeah. And, and Liberty Network, Network yeah. and get it from Western Union, all the information. Yep, I don't remember did. it, but I wish I had some copies of that available. Yeah, well, this. actually, uh, the, the most famous broadcast that you do here and it's around is Gordon McClendon went to the... Uh, they did the series with the Giants and Dodgers at 51 with Bobby Thompson's home run that shot her around the world. And he's one of the broadcasts that's out there. And I have heard of his whole broadcast. He did a pretty good job of it, too. Well, boy, and Gordon McClendon, of course, was the big owner of radio stations. So yeah. we, we know who yeah. he is, the Scotsman. All right, I think it's time for Jennifer Sparks' call in her format changes. And that's exactly what we're going to do. Hello, everyone. I'm Jennifer Sparks, and here are your call letter and format changes for the week of November 4th. 89.5 Crooked Creek, Alaska signs on as KSKC FM. 89.5 Sleep Mute, Alaska signs on as KSKP FM. WDVI FM 100.5 Rochester, New York changes format from adult to Contemporary to country and changes slogan from mix 100.5 to country 100.5. WCHL AM 1360, Chapel Hill, North Carolina, changes slogan from the hill to 97.9, the hill. WSFR FM 107.7, Corridon, Indiana, changes slogan from 107.7, the eagle, to classic rock 107. Point seven, the Eagle. WJZN AM fourteen hundred Augusta, Maine changes format from classic rock to modern alternative rock and changes slogan from Capital ninety five point nine to WCYY three point WPKQ FM one oh three point seven North Conway, New Hampshire changes format from country to modern alternative. Rock and changes slogan from 103.7 The Peak to WCYY 3.0. WCYY FM 94.3 Bidford, Maine changes slogan from Portland's New Rock Alternative to WCYY 3.0. WIMG AM 1300 Ewing, New Jersey changes slogan from Music for the Soul to WIMG 1300 AM WXMT FM 106.3 Smithport, Pennsylvania changes slogan from 106.3 XMT to The Mountain 106.3 WHEP AM 1310 Foley, Alabama changes slogan from Radio Baldwin to WHEP 1310 WQAM AM 560 Miami, Florida changes slogan from 560 The Joe to 560 Sports WQAM Those are your call letter and format changes for this week For All Things Radio, I'm Jennifer Sparks wishing all of you a good week And there she goes I heard that little call letter change. I just want to start saying up on Crook, Good Creek. Only you would think about that, Chris. That's not bad, Chris. I, I thought tell you, about it myself, but I wasn't yeah. going to say anything. <laughs> but yeah, we. Uh, 
Uh, how many stations have you in your area have gone crisp it, guys? Uh, nothing, there's one Not station. Yet. Here, but... None yet here that I know of. But, they usually do it the Friday before Thanksgiving. It's usually it's going to be. I'm sure it's Magic 106.7. They'll probably do the do the Friday. That's what ours does here too. They just do the Friday before Thanksgiving. It used to sometimes meant a format change that a station would go early and would go Not Christmas. Um, oh, well, so they've, done three and, uh, they've, they've never uh, when Oldies 103 did it, and when Magic did it, and then ROR before them. They, they uh, Magic has taken over from them. There's never been a format change afterwards here. They've just done and, it. And by the way, all, all of those stations that Jennifer talked about in Maine are owned and operated by Town Square Media and Maine in New Hampshire, and they've all gone to that modern rock format, and they all have... And they're the ones that are syndicating Toucher and Rich, right? That's correct. Now, was Toucher either one of those uh, sports player? Was was one of those or any no. of them? Okay. So then, no, actually, and, the interesting thing about Toucher and Rich, and I don't know as much of their history as I do about some other people around here, they were on mix when, remember, 98.5 used to be WBMX. Uh, before, you know, of course, it was ROR back in the day, but then it was BMX, and they were the morning show of WBMX. And then when they when the sports hub format came there, they just stayed there and kept doing it. So well, apparently, they'd always liked sports, probably talked about it and stuff, and then just picked up and what, have, have done fine. What uh, WBZFM and the folks at Town Square Media were saying is uh, Town Square, the folks at Town Square are saying is that they do a lot more than just sports. I know they talk about a whole bunch of other things as well. And that their their show seems to fit with either the class with either the classic rock or sports venue, and they do very well in those in those type of venues. So, I think you're going to find it interesting. I mean, I'm not really as like I said, I don't listen to these morning shows that much, but but I I decided to record it thinking that maybe Bill could use it as a feature, and I didn't find it. I found it to be quite entertaining. So I think uh, when you hear it, I think you might actually enjoy it because it was pretty interesting to listen to. Well, obviously they're doing quite well. Um... That, you know, you hear they, about they just, them. Uh, they did better than ever. This is the, this is the second or third book now that they, that they are number one and doing quite well. Yeah, third well, the way you know, of course, the Patriots have you know drawn a lot of interest, and with the Red Sox run, even though they're not the Red Sox station, they they you know they they profit from that. So uh, you know, although they talked a lot more about the Patriots than the Red Sox, but still, you know, and the oh, Celtics and Bruins are now too. That. So. And before we yeah. go into the uh, into the Toucher and Rich thing, I did want to mention that if you guys like to read newspapers, which I do, the Chicago Tribune has an interesting article about the whole climate of how women are treated in radio uh, from the perspective of what happened with Eric Ferguson. And and, and I, I sent my I sent the uh, article to my sister. I don't know why I keep bringing her up because she doesn't even. She doesn't I think really it's five times. I think she's going to ask for money or something. Something's I think so. Yeah. I don't know. But what she said yeah. to me was, why did they, the only thing I will say, and I'm not trying to politicize anything really, but what, what she says is, if the culture was as bad as it is, and she believes it was, why didn't Hubbard do something about it to nip it in the bud when it Much first sooner. started? And the reason is because it's, it was a cash cow morning show, made the yeah. station a lot of money. But that's the reason Kathy Hart left the show in 2017. So well, it's the I'll same say. thing very quickly in football. If, if anybody yeah. else had done what uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers did with saying, I'm, I'm immunized, but he wasn't vaccinated, he was holding in-person press conferences, which is not the protocol for unvaccinated people. Because he was the best player on the team, he got to do whatever. And that's the same way it is in, in radio. You know, it doesn't, uh, it, doesn't it depends on who you are, you know. 
Well, we can also talk about that uh, <laughs> football player in uh, Las Vegas who got uh, oh, arrested 156 for, uh, miles an hour. He's not yeah. on the team anymore. He, they really no, he got cut. He was cut. That's he will not jail. be playing he football again. Jail. He'll be in jail for a long time. Uh, quite a long time, yes. <laughs> I, forgot, I forgot his name now. Because someone was uh, Henry, Henry Ruggs. Henry, Henry Ruggs. Someone compared him to Ray Carruth the other day. It's like, no, I think those situations... Well, kind of yeah. similar, but they're quite a bit different, actually. Now, yeah. uh, now don't say anything too loud, guys, because I'm not really supposed to know about this stuff. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, Jeff, know. this transcends. Right. Well, that makes news, not just This makes news like, yeah. and oh, yeah. that, that was, uh, radio terrible. news or talk show. Listen to talk shows in Las Vegas or uh, probably in Green Bay. They'd probably, or in Milwaukee, they'd probably... Oh, oh, I, oh I don't believe that. I I don't think that really happened. But but the rest of the country, <gasps> you know, that uh, just news for. I mean, the rules are made for. It's well, just the, awful. The, the problem, Bill, that Rogers had is when he was asked, <clears throat> he said that he was immunized. So a, a lot of people are thinking now that. He led them astray by saying he was immunized. Yeah, if I'd have been a reporter there, I'd say, so you had the vaccine? But nobody, you know, some of these guys don't follow up. They're in awe of some of these people. And they, don't, they don't maybe push things like they should. So let me ask you this question. If you know... Yeah. Well, vaccinated is vaccinated. Immunized is different. Well, okay. if you well, know, Krista, Krista should have us do these interviews because all people like us would follow. Would the, follow the other up. thing too, the other thing too, it's like when it, it, it's the same thing that we have with the drug protocols in these weeks, where they'll say uh, a, a player will take something and they'll say, and it's not on the list that they get of the drugs that are uh, allowed to be taken for various conditions. And they'll say, oh, I didn't know they weren't going to allow that. So give me a break. This was not on the NFL list to be uh, used, what he was doing. So. Well, you know, if we're talking about sports and stuff, how about if we uh, listen to Toucher yeah, and Rich? We are yeah, going let's go to Toucher and Rich. Yeah, well, let's, let's go ahead and do it. Yeah. In fairness, we have to make up for not watching the game. Every day. I might watch a baking show. Touch her What do you expect me to do? Watch every basketball game. 98.5 Sports Up. Johnson motions left. Jones gives. Harris runs. A plunge up the middle. Touchdown, Patriots. It's a good fast start right there. Quarter one. That's what you're supposed to do when you come out on offense and defense and you're ready to go. Johnson has won many Super Bowls with the Patriots. He's the pride of uh, Boulder, Colorado, as a, he played for uh, uh, McCarthy over there. Bill McCarthy. Yeah, Bill McCarthy. He's a strange fellow, but uh, nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> Start Promise Keepers. That was a big, uh, there was a big movement there. Yeah, it was really. Uh, Get a bunch really, of guys, really and a, an arena. And Start. Telling them. Praise God. That's right. <laughs> and it inspired many a Kirk Cameron movie. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> he saved Christmas more than once, Rich. It's obvious. He did. I wanted to ask you about Devin McCourty and how before yesterday, before Sunday's game, he seemed to, I guess, allude to the fact that things weren't as 
tight in the locker room as I guess many people would have expected a Bill Bel- Belichick locker room to be. Um, calling out basically every aspect of the game and every you know offense, defense, and it just seemed like he was. I heard Burt Breer talking about it and how rare it is for someone like Devin McCourty to basically say that things aren't as are they're not gelling the way that they should be after a win like this, even though it's against the Jets. But it was a total ass kicking, a total thrashing. You saw the sidelines; are obviously very happy with themselves. How much does it do? To, how much does a game like that do to cure the locker room issues that you may have had up to this point? It it, it, it can completely take away a lot of the uh, maybe potential infighting, um, or the backstabbing, or the kind of clicks that start to form when the ship is going down. That's yeah. it's a natural kind of tendency, and probably in all the walks of life. But in a, in a locker room, that dynamic is very much. Is there, and I'm not saying that it's that that's what was going on, but you know, uh, you know, we are trying to connect the dots when you hear kind of Patriot players, particularly a guy like Devin McCourty, who's obviously an established, established veteran on this team, who's maybe saying things uh, that are out of character, and so it leads us to believe that perhaps things could be uh, you know happening behind the scenes that aren't good. That kind of win, Rich, is is huge. Mm-hmm. It just everybody can relax for a week. It calls off the dogs for a week. It calls off the media. It uh, and it really it gives your team um, some confidence, and so a big reason I think they were running, you know, kind of still throwing the ball downfield when they had a three score, lead, you know, three touchdown lead at the end of the game was to con- was to fill that cup up because my feeling is is that Bill was like, we need a, a boost because yeah. uh, my guys are not playing inspired or they're down, and we in the Jets were the perfect opponent for uh, a, a team. Let's face it, two heartbreaking losses at home to teams that are better than you, but it's still emotionally very draining um, when you can't win games at the end uh, to a point that you maybe had no business beating but then you had the opportunity to and you couldn't pull it off. That can really, you know, t- t- bring a team down. And so Bill felt, my feeling is, he's like, we, we, we need this mm-hmm. to get ourselves right. kind of energized. Okay, so watching, uh, you know, the end of the game, guys glued. Couldn't keep my eyes off of it, compelling as it, as it was. But there were they were uh, forcing the ball to Jacoby Myers. They were, you know, with Hoyer in running play actions and throwing downfield to uh, Nikhil Harry. And, uh, you know, there was this, but not so much running up the score, you explained that, but the jubilation on the sidelines, I mean, uh, Rich mentioned this yesterday, and, and he, so he at least someone else saw it. I mean, Josh McDaniels is throwing a party on the sideline. This is like when Denver beat... This really like when Denver beat Belichick. Nothing is like when he beat Belichick well, in Denver. Oh, okay. Dude, he was like jumping up in the air and high-fiving the crowd. Compared to, compared, is like compared to a normal <laughs> sideline on the Patriots, it was it, that, that... You rarely that, see that. That to Denver was this to New England. All right, would that have happened when you were playing? Was there ever been that kind of jubilation on a sideline in an October regular season game? Probably, probably not. No, but it was it was a different it was a different standard though. We'd already set a standard that was, you know, we we expected to 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 be teams. And okay, so, so do you look at that as kind of JV? 
Me? Yeah, a little bit. But then I also understand that. No, this, no, no. But do you look at it yes, as a, a guy bit. who played <laughs> on these Super Bowl teams as a little like JV-ish a little that, bit. They, that they were sitting around going crazy after a regular season win? Yeah, because I've was... watched every Patriot game now. This is my 16th season of watching every Patriot game. And I don't recall them, you know, hamming it up on the sidelines like this. The Jets suck. And they the the Patriots are uh, outplayed them, outcoached them in every aspect of the game. They were great. No longer they got no pressure on Mac Jones, and that's a line that got a lot of pressure on Ryan Tannehill. The the offensive line played well. I'm not talking about anything that happened on the field. They want to run up to score. They can run up to score all they want. I'm just saying, it seemed very unpatriot like, and I would imagine being someone from your era, it had to be like. What team is this? Like, am I watching Seattle? It was like watching a Seattle game. It was like a Pete Carroll coach team. Like, like were you going to go bowling afterwards? <laughs> and and David Harris, after they up four scores, it was yeah, fle- uh, like flexing for like an hour and a half. But, but even that <laughs> celebrating on the field, I'm, which is, you know, players are going to do that. I'm just talking about like Josh McDaniel, like, like you know, he's going up and like, like tongue kissing Mac Jones, like while the Hoyers on the field. <laughs> like, there's, it just seemed like, like, whoa, all right, this is the Patriots now. All right, congratulations. You beat the Jets in October. You beat a, the, the youngest team in the league in October with a first-year coach. Wow, you outsmarted them. Okay. But you, but you have to admit that you've seen this behavior uh, from this coaching staff. It started last year. I mean, to me. Yeah, I mean, and, and last year sucked. I, I know, but, <laughs> but, you, but you've seen a change. You, you've seen a change in how I think Bill relates to players, what he accepts, yeah. what he does, you know, and things that he would uh, you know, never accept when I played, he is okay with now. Um, so I think he's kind of basically acquiesced to today's athlete. I, I think he's less stringent. I think he's uh, less of a dictator. I think he doesn't uh, kind of rule with the iron fist okay. like he used to. It just reminded me of when the Red Sox got called out for putting out the tweet. And this is worse than what this the tweet thing because the tw- who knows who puts the Red Sox tweets out? Probably some kid that said, save your you know, tweets from April. Like, look at us now. And then they went on the big losing streak and everyone went, look at it. Uh, yeah, I still have my tweets. I just wonder if you're going to look back at this celebration in October, you know, when they get, when they get through this gauntlet of games and go, Ey. Maybe they did it because they saw the gauntlet of games coming up and going, well, it's get it in now because they know the next two months. See, that, scares, that, that would scare me as a Patriot fan. Oh, like, sure. I, don't, well, I wouldn't like it if I was a Patriot fan. I really wouldn't. I swear to God, if, if the tables were turned and, I, and, and the teams were different I, and I was a fan of the Patriots, I'd kind of be like, hey. When you think about what this franchise has done all these years, right. celebrating to improve to three and four. It's like your first home after win. After completely obliterating one of the worst two or three teams in the NFL. I'm with you on the worst team in the NFL. I think that, I mean, McDaniels was definitely, you know, out of line. Everyone else, I think, was understandable. I understand the players. I understand the players. And Bill was fine. And and it seemed everyone else was fine. It was just Josh McDaniels. Exactly. Captain Happy out there. Exactly. And like, like, you know, usually Mac Jones looks like he wants to be anywhere else but but where he is. He always looks 
stoned. Yeah, like, he just t- looks like a guy who's high constantly. Right, McDaniel's so is like, I think McDaniel's so like true. actually like made him stand up and like yeah. slapping okay. his ass but, around. Let, but let me ask you, Bills who's crushing drinks after the game at the stadium like a moron. Who, who's, the, who's the star of the game? Who was the star of that game? If you had to pick, who was the uh, maybe had the best day of any Patriot? Well, Damian Harris, yeah. uh, Bill Harris. Belichick. Well, it's a trick question. It's Josh McDaniels. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I All think right. Josh McDaniels had. Uh, I, I think he was. I thought. Okay. I, I gave him my game ball. He, it was Whatever. great. The, na- the national but, announcers made this point though, and and I thought it was interesting, and it might be BS, but and, and they're like, you know, you come into a game with a bag of tricks, like you have a bag of tricks and he's like well that bag's empty now so Josh McDaniels is going to have to make a whole new bag of tricks. What is it? <laughs> so my point is, Ted, is it is it worth like if you've come up with all these gadget plays, throwing them out there during a blowout, or do you want to keep some in the tank for later? They need a confidence booster. That's my they, they opinion. Needed, they, they needed, needed something. They, okay, let's face it. The only way that you were going to get for at least one week a reprieve from all the let's face it, all the negative press that you were getting was to you if you. You went out and eked a win out, or you See, I'm barely negative eat. now. So little you, do they know. You had to, put, you had to put them a, down. And I said that before That's last week. The only week, sir. thing yeah. they could do to get people I, for I, at least a week. Yeah, I know, but you, you were. Right. I, I was just asking the question: Is there like a limited, like you know, you hear about coaches holding plays back and. Or is that like more of a college football thing where they like you're saving things and then you no 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 I, I, I agree with you Fred it's like well, look these are these are kind of really cool play designs that they execute very well why are you right I think there's a, there's a but it also you can show those to Freddie for the uh, the impact of now they're all every week teams are planning for okay. those yeah and you're and they're wasting time practicing these trick plays in practice when the Patriots are never going to run them you know what I mean they can run them yeah strategic it, advantage it, sure I see that. You get that? It just when well, you want to go about to the, the interesting thing about Josh McDaniels is you know what I think Josh McDaniels wants more than anything is to get out of here and go be a head coach. Yeah, and if he I, makes Mac Jones work, it, that's his ticket out. Yeah, and you saw this at, in in preseason. Preseason. Okay, here comes you know here comes uh, Mac Jones in behind Cam Newton and is doing two minute hurry up and it was like is Josh it's like Josh Daniels just showing off now, but I feel like Josh is like I need to he's auditioning. how do I make a statement how do I get my name this out is just sizzle reel for teams well right. he was unhireable go, after he ended up leaving you know the bride at the altar he was unhireable last with, year. with the Colts well, last but year this is he the, was unhireable this is well, the was, one thing was. that can get get him more well, interest I mean, for the NFL. I agree, but I mean, Mac Jones this is, this is one of those things. Screwed him. He was awful. I mean, he he, no one would touch him right. last yeah. last summer, last yeah. spring. Well, I yeah, think a lot of this is, is, is Josh McDaniels showing off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, well... On one of those trick plays, he could have gotten Mac Jones absolutely killed. So, uh, you know, your sizzle reel lacks a little bit when your quarterback's <laughs> in a coma. So maybe he should relax on that. But what were the Jets going to do about it? Really nothing. You can take out the Jets quarterbacks. They don't call for penalties on those. So you can just take his knees out and, nah, it's okay. It's the Jets. Same thing with the Lions. Just do whatever you want to them. All right, uh, we'll be back. Uh, Ted Johnson's in the studio. We got calls. 617-779-0985. We'll take your calls. Here are the headlines. Great chemistry. I love that show. Who, now, who is Ted Johnson, Chris? Do you know who Ted he is? Ted Johnson was a linebacker for the Patriots uh, in the uh, for the Super Bowls. I forget. I don't know exactly the years. But in the mid-2000s, he was playing for them. And, uh, you know, again, as they said, he went to Colorado and, uh, you know, so forth. And... 
So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, just so people know what the score had been that they were talking about, 54 to 13. And, uh, you know, so it was a blowout. And in that game, um, Zach Wilson was hurt, the Jets quarterback. However, the guy who came in, Mike White, did decent in that game, considering a backup quarterback off the bench. And then he won a game last week, and they threw for over 400 yards. So this this kid is uh, somebody that people are now uh, watching, the, the Jets' new quarterback, and he may actually take over for the big rookie, Zach Wilson, depending on how he does in the next few weeks. So uh, we'll see about that. So things have changed. The world of sports, the one thing about it, and we, we sit here every week and do this, the one thing about it is you say something one week and the next week, well, that didn't happen, and it's a whole other thing. And, uh, you know, so uh, that's just the way sports is. Uh, but so, show, wow, show, you're listening. Yeah, like, this isn't really all things radio. This is part two of the sports. I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> but, no, I did, but as far as getting back to the chemistry of the show, I I thought the guys, I, I mean, they really worked back and forth with each other. They played yeah, they did, well they off did. each other. <clears throat> Yeah, they so this, did. This Ted Johnson isn't a radio personality, is he? At all? No, no, okay. he's not. So he was just a guest. I, I thought maybe he had a great voice. So yeah, I, I mean, he, he... he's one of these guests. See, what happens is you get guests that go from the media. There's a lot of TV sports shows on, on the, our you know cable channels, you know, on, on Nesson and on NBC Sports Boston, or whatever they're calling it nowadays. It might be changing. Uh, there's, you know, there's the things on the weekends that do. And so... You get to be in the pool of guests that float from radio to TV. Now, he's got a hookup with, he doesn't show up on EEI. He's a sports hub guy. They got guys on EEI that come on, former players and stuff. And so you get into the media. So it's not like there's enough uh, media coverage here. It's not like you just come on that one show and that's all you do. You might pop into another talk show later in the week. Then you go over on TV for a couple of uh, runs on, on whichever network, either Nesson or NBC Sports that you're hooked up with. So you get experience. Once you get into the pool that of the you know the people that are doing this, eventually you build some experience. And after two or three years, and uh, you, know, you maybe get, get a weekend gig on the talk show, on, you know, Sports Hub or EEI or something, and uh, you can move up the, the, the totem pole. Bernie, is this a show that you would listen to if uh, if you were living in Boston? No, no, no. I didn't. <laughs> I'm just, I'm no, just curious because some people like that kind of stuff. And, I, and I'm, I'm really, I'm really sorry because I know I'm in the minority here, but uh, it it did not hold any appeal to me. I don't care about the Patriots or the Jets. Uh, right. I don't care about people talking all over each other. Oh yeah. Um, it you know, <laughs> and I know everybody likes it, and I know they're number one, and I respect that. But if you ask my opinion, I, I did. I, I would. I was hoping to enjoy it. I, I was kind of looking forward to it, and yeah, I really did. Nah. Yeah. And and what, 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 if, uh, what if a, a comparable show came to Indiana during mornings like that? But I mean, no. would that would, would it would, would it go well in Indiana? Not not touch or rich per se, but two personalities doing that kind of show. Bill, I, it could. It could. Um, you would have to have two dynamic personalities, and it couldn't work on the current WIBC or their their crop of talent. Maybe the closest would be Query could possibly with somebody. It wouldn't be with Kevin or the the guy because these. No, it. I I don't think so. Maybe you should put uh, Dockage on in the morning, Bill. You think that no, he's not going to last that long. <laughs> no, uh, Dockage is no. Dockage will last. He's been there for. No, he's not yeah. lasting that. That's another one. Write it down. Uh, as of today, I'm telling you, there's something. So they're screwing him. Right. Oh. right. Uh, I have no one. Another question. Well, I don't know yet, but I'm 
just suspecting. But I do have a question. All right, you hear these guests that, well, especially on the fan or whatever station, so-and-so from The Athletic or so-and-so from this blog or that blog. Are these these guests are in there like, oh, the guy that um, works for Fox 59, Mike Chappelle, or some of these people, are they paid because they come on maybe once, twice a week by the they're, station? I think they are. If they're on twice a week, if they're on a regular slot, like Wednesday at noon, you know so-and-so is going to come on, they're getting paid. If you, if, if something, for example, Jerry Remy dies and somebody has Sean McDonough on on Monday and they want to talk about Jerry Remy and he's not usually on, you know, I bet EEI had him on since he had done the Red Sox games uh, for them this year, uh, Sean had. They, and that's a, that's a drop in, you know, we want to talk about Jerry Remy here, Sean, he knows a lot about him kind of thing. The people, I'm sure, had Don Orsillo on. Those aren't paid. But would, if you have a, a gig, you know, Wednesday at noon, we're going to have this guy or that. For example, they used to have Peter King from uh, Sports Illustrated and the NBC football show on with uh, uh, Dale Arnold and, you know, uh, everybody, you know, and, and Dale and Keith and different people all, over the yeah. years he was on with. Yeah, those are paid because you, you have to set that up every, every well, uh, week. Now, yeah, one of the happens. situations that we have here, David Kaplan from um, Chicago is on when a, he's on our sports station every Wednesday at 11.05, and yeah. he has a sponsor. So I assume that if he has you a sponsor, yeah. that he's being paid to be on the show. Right. And, and obviously that would, go, that would go well because in this market, we're a, you know, Chicago is about as close as we have to pro sports. Yeah. Next. Yeah, they have it here because they have two betting guys on Friday. One, two, Brandon Lang, and then they have a guy, Sammy P. from Nesson, and they allow them to promote their betting sites and stuff, and so that's part of the deal. There's, It's just different things depending on the guests, I'm sure. Well, I just well, often I, wondered the, that. The only I, by the way, uh, talking about sports betting, that is getting bigger and, and bigger, bigger. And bigger and bigger. Ask Beasley. Um, you talked about that in your news earlier. Look how much money their growth is, and the, the, Bernie said, "Well, they, you know, they give a lot of attention to the fan. They give a lot because they're making a lot of money right now. I believe yeah. um, with all the sports betting and sponsorships and yep. And in all fairness, on that on that segment, in all fairness, Bernie, you got to remember that was just one segment that we heard with it. Who I'm sure they do exactly. talk about other stuff besides the Patriots. Oh, well, the Red Sox are in the middle of the do. Of course they do, and, and they also talk yeah. about other subjects besides sports, Sean. Uh, That's what I was looking but, for. I was waiting for that to happen. And you know, I did. Uh, I, you know, when I, I only have so much time, and I, I, you know, I don't listen to the show all the time. So I say right. I, I wanted to put it on because they yeah, talked okay. about that station being number really? one. Yeah, I think they have a thing where they go through the news and they talk about goofy stories, like a lot of sports shows do in the morning. You know, the yeah, right. the Google, the, uh, the Florida, you know, the time for the Florida guy stories, things like that. And, you know? and, and oh yeah. Don't don't misunderstand me. I I get it. I just. Would not necessarily wouldn't be yours. Yeah. I understand that. I understand, and, I, and it's a personal I, thing. I yeah. get the talent. Uh, I certainly don't dislike it. It's just not something I would right. Like to do. Right. Well, how about if we move on to country music? Well, you, because it's a theme for the classic for the classic air check, and it's also a theme for the format change that I've got later on. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go to March of 1972, and I believe it was March 10th. Uh, 1972, and we're going to hear K E N R 
And then we're gonna hear some jingles, which we haven't done in a long time. I got a request from an email, someone emailed me, wanting to know if we, we can occasionally do jingles. And Walt used to do them a lot more than we do them now. So they, should, they should have sent you a singing telegram. I think that would have been good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's an old joke about that. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you that off the air sometime, Chris. Okay. But, but no, this, uh, this, uh, this is real classic country. Okay, this yeah, week, because our focus is country music. Really and we're going to listen to yeah. a classic air check from radio station KENRAM in Houston, Texas. I believe the date of this air check is March 10th, 1972. And the radio announcer we're going to hear is Scotty Morgan. I think you're going to like this radio station. It typifies what country radio sounded like back in 1972. And then we'll follow it up with some Pam's Jingles Series 21 for KHEYAM in El Paso, Texas, also a country radio station. So without further ado, let's sit back and enjoy radio station. K-E-N-R-A-M from March 10th, 1972 on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. The relative humidity at 63% on the beach at Galveston, 66 degrees in downtown Houston, 69. I'm Frank Portman. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Houston's only 24-hour-a-day AM country music station. Houston. 12 o'clock on the Scotty Morgan Show. Stonewall Jackson. With country music, it's 1203, 1960, country gold, Hank Lachlan, please help me, I'm falling. Please help me, I'm falling. And that's what happens when you have no willpower. Hank Lachlan, country gold from 1960, please help me, I'm falling. Scotty Morgan on KENR, it's 1205. Folks, what I have right here with me on the radio, buy some. And tell them the chicken sent you. Here is another winning KENR bumper sticker number. 103365. That's 103,365. If that's your KENR bumper sticker number, call 621-1553 and you'll win a beautiful new RCA clock radio. Remember, the bumper sticker must be displayed on your car or truck to be eligible to win. Call 621-1553. Hurry, you have 30 minutes. KENR, Scotty Morgan with you. Big song for Jerry Wallace. Ain't nothing I wouldn't do to get to you. I would walk out to get to you. Sounds like he's got his mind made up, huh? <laughs> Jerry Wallace to get to you. It's Scotty Morgan on the countryside for a Friday, and uh, thank goodness it is Friday. It's 12-13, and the cash jackpot contains $1,713.50. Those wild lights off cross timbers. Beer and setups there, so bring your own jug. Congratulations with KENR. KENR. 
Look for some late night and early morning cloudiness. Otherwise, partly cloudy and uh, warmer through Saturday. High today about 75. Low tonight over 50. Saturday's high near 80. Galveston Bay water slightly choppy today. Occasionally choppy for tomorrow. Offshore wave heights 3 to 4 feet. Right now, northeast winds at 7, 66 degrees. On the beach at Galveston, 70 for downtown Houston. Attend the multi-breed horse show clinic at the Circle 8 Covered Arena, March 12th, 8.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. For more information, phone 467-1921. 1970, Len Campbell, everything a man could ever need. Look at... Boy, catching music. Scotty Morgan on KENR at 12:17. What a great new song from Merrill Haggard. Turning off a memory. You can have. Merrill Haggard on Countryside 1070 is 12:19. This is Scotty Morgan for Friday. Bill Shotwell, sixth big location. KENR has just placed another Keener Cash jackpot call. When I asked Mrs. C.P. Shirts of Glenchester Street how much we had in there, here's what she said. Would you believe I don't? <laughs> yes, I would. Well, we'll have to add $2.25 in that case, which makes the new total $1,715.75. Remember that total. I might call you next. Morgan with more country music. It's 1223. Mel Tillis. Who's Julie? Cross the table. This is Frank Boardman, KENR, First Alert News. This is KENR News. I've seen some storms. Don Gamble's 915 Berry Road. KENR Houston Weather, downtown Houston 69. I'm Frank Boardman. KENR Houston. 12.30 in the Space City on a Scotty Morgan Show. Johnny Cash going Jimmy Dean with a thing called love. From KENR, Scotty Morgan with all those country hits for you. Thank goodness it's Friday, right? Right on. Kitty Wells, sincerely. Sincerely. Kitty Wells on the countryside and sincerely. This Scotty Morgan on the countryside for a Friday. It's 1235. It's 
Antique Saturdays till 6. Here is another winning KENR bumper sticker number 50260. If that's your KENR bumper sticker number, call 621-1553 and you'll win a beautiful new RCA clock radio. Remember, the bumper sticker must be displayed on your car or truck to be eligible to win. Call 621-1553. Hurry, you have 30 minutes. Johnny Morgan. Bill Anderson. This song's Bill Anderson for all the lonely women in the world. And here's open uh, You're Not One of Those. Scotty Morgan on KENR at 1243. And the cash jackpot just continues to get bigger and bigger. $1,715.75 is what's in there right now. Mobile America. Mobile America. You and the law. Considerable late night and early morning cloudiness. Otherwise, partly cloudy, a little bit warmer through Saturday. High today, upper 70s. Low tonight, near 60. And Saturday's high, near 80. It looks like a very nice weekend. I see no mention of rain. Galveston Bay water, slightly choppy today. Occasionally choppy tomorrow. Offshore wave heights, about 3 to 4 feet. Right now, northeast winds at 7, 66 degrees. On the beach at Galveston, 69 for downtown Houston. Since 1945, Goodwill Industries has been in Houston. If you continue to fill Goodwill back, handicapped feet. People will continue to find vocational opportunities. Compton Brothers on Keener, Yellow River. Morgan at 12:48 with Johnny Bond. Don't look now, but here come the elephants, two by two. Here come the elephants, two by two. Here come the two by two. Johnny Bond on Countryside 1070 on a Scotty Morgan show. It's 12:50 this Saturday night on Roll Ballroom. Next at 55 with David Lesher after David Rogers. Need you. This is David Lesher, KENR, First Alert News. One man has been taken in well, the there you go. That's radio station KENR from 1972, and I believe the date is March 10th, 1972. We have a little extra time, so how about some jingles? Series 21 jingles, that is, from PAMS and radio station KHEYAM in El Paso, Texas. Here's El Paso's weather bait. Accurate, concise, and plain from the friendly giant KHEY.
Listening to radio station KENRAM from Houston, Texas on March 10th, 1972. Having included things by listening to some jingles, Series 21 jingles for Pams. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the program, why don't let me know about it by email or voicemail. For all things radio live, I'm Jeff Bennett. By the way, that was a jingle package that only sold for two radio stations. Only two radio stations bought it. It was I don't think it was one of their best packages. It was and one thing that's missing in it, guys. 
No female singers. All no, male that's true. Yeah, that's female right. singers. No, that's right. I never thought about that. I'm glad they finally said Kehei. I mean, I was like, I'm sitting here. It's got to be Kehei. Let's go. Well, they you did know? say Kehei in, in one of the at the end. It was but not 10,000 watts, they're a giant? Okay. Well, well, it was, well you got to go by the times when that came out. And it was not one of, the, like I said, it was not one of their best pa- packages. Jerry out in uh, Pennsylvania, uh, please unmute yourself, please. Uh, star six, Jerry. Okay, you know. um, well, I wanted to let you know, uh, guys know that I'm back and I can hear you. And Good. I, enjoy, I enjoyed, uh, I enjoyed uh, the, the two country stations you just featured, featured. AM 690 is all news now, it seems like. And um, the FM uh, is, you know, still country, K-E-N-R, whatever. <laughs> Okay. No, no, K-H-E-Y. there is no key. I asked for K-E-T-Y, and it took me there. K- okay. The other one, Google wouldn't wouldn't understand. Do they still exist? Uh, K-E-N-R, the 1070 out of Houston, they went away around 83, 84. Around 84, I think, after the Astros season, because they had the Astros, and they are now a Salem station. The answer, he, Jeff featured them earlier as... As in their in the incarnation that they were after they were K N R when they became K R B Classic Rock Ten Seventy, he featured Carson Christie a few months ago. Okay, well I couldn't get Google to play that one. Well, the okay. K N R all letters are gone. They're gone. They don't yeah, exist okay. anymore. But yeah. I, I was like with their cash call, they put in like two twenty five. Can you spare it, guys? You're in Houston. This is not yeah. the middle of nowhere. I- <laughs> And you know that was like very cheap, and they were up to seventeen hundred bucks. Well, nobody was listening, I don't think, because they probably started at ten seventy. That's my guess. So that was their frequency. So they've been going for quite a while. If they're going to put two bucks in each uh, hour, that takes a long time. And they were. Were you trying? Hold on, guys. Were you trying to get in, Bill? Oh, I was just going to say, for a classic country station, I didn't think they were very. Good classic country station. No, no, it wasn't classic country, Bill. It was a, a country well, station playing the top 40 of the day. Uh, they well, did they play did Hank Laughlin and stuff. They played a couple oldies. But, yeah, they played some, yeah, but what I'm saying is four and, like, I don't even remember, two or three of them, but they, I guess they were, but they... The songs weren't familiar to me, and not that I'm a big country fan, but they weren't real familiar to but me. But that typified what country station sounded like back then, Bill. Yeah, honestly. right. That's true. It, it was similar w- to the one it, it, uh, in Philadelphia, the 1540 and the FM. Uh, I can't think of the call letters, and that's the way they used to sound. with the And even, even WWVA in Willing, West Virginia, they were country during the daytime, yeah. and they sounded a lot like that. So Those were TM jingles. I don't believe those were Pam's jingles. I believe those were TM jingles. Uh, but but uh, they had the same kind of sound, and uh, yeah, so did a lot WWJ- of country stations have those. Yeah, so, have did WWJ- so did WJRZ at the time when they were country, although they had the Pepper Tanner jingles. So that's what it sounded like. Yeah, and then. WCLP and I was doing it then here oh, too. WCLP was a great country station. Uh-huh. Garrett can probably Garrett can probably correct me, but I believe by then Kick FM and AM were on. By then, I believe. Oh yeah, Kick started in the fifties, and Kick FM started in the sixties. And, yeah, so, and they were they were simulcast then. From then. Hey, you know, uh, guys, I I know that Bill wanted to get the Colts game coming up soon, so uh, <laughs> it's okay, Jeff. You yeah. want to get your coffee? <laughs> I got to get my fifteenth cup Colts. of coffee, right? Uh, no, it's actually that gin and tonic or whatever. But <laughs> was it coffee hey, tonic? Did you say coffee? Did you say coffee tonic? Yes, Irish coffee. 
Irish <laughs> coffee. There you go. That's right, coffee. <clears throat> no the way. Station in Philadelphia was, I think, WRCP. RCP is correct, Mike. RCP. Right. Absolutely. It was the RCP 1540. Right. Yeah, and they were the first ones and to have that sort of top 40 country sound. That was 67 when that came on. Yeah. Now, 1540 and, to... and, and, and 104.5 on the FM dial. Right. When I was, when I was a kid, wow. I used to hear the country station, the big country station in Wichita, which was KFDI. Oh, yeah. That yeah. was a big one. Oh, they, yeah. Their news was KFDI Pony Express News. All right. And their jocks, their jocks just sound like they brought them in off the farm. Where their news people were, this is KFDI and yours. The jocks were going, well, here's Hank Lockham now on KFDI. That's fine. You know, that's funny because WCKY had country music in the overnight hours in Cincinnati, Ohio, and they sounded the same way with that radio announcer. I forgot his name. Wayne Rainey. Something Rainey. Yeah, Wayne Rainey. Wayne Rainey, yeah. How about if we go to the country jocks and six that sounded like yeah, mm-hmm. but before we sign off, Jeff, we you miss one thing in the Indianapolis ratings, and you know this is worth mentioning. We had a station at fourteen thirty, and we still do. I think it's CBS Sports, and for whatever reason, for several months they've been zero, or they don't show up in the book, and they've been paying. They they just don't show up in the book, but all of a sudden. Now they've moved up to a point zero two. I can't understand how they have moved up two points in the ratings. This is the highest they've been in years. Maybe somebody, maybe somebody, Bill wanted to come back and, and listen to Jim Rome. Maybe. Yeah, it's, um, that was very, it, it, like like Bernie has said over and over again, and I agree. It's all how they sample those. I'm not so sure about these books, but because it's not scientific, uh, you know, something the same thing as the diaries as well. Yeah, yeah, no, I know that, but I'm just saying it all. It all depends on the luck of the draw and who you get. Well, this this was their draw this this week, so this month. So anyway, sell the station right now while they're ahead. Yeah, if they can, they can give it away, but. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody on the panel. Thanks for the interesting contributions, content. Thanks, everyone. And anyway, remember... listen to this next feature before you go, Bill. Yeah. I think you'll find that some of the hip-hop, classic hip-hop songs, even I knew, and I couldn't believe it. So what can I tell you? Oh, you're a classic rapper. That's it. Classic hip-hop. <laughs> All right. Here you go, Jeff. You, you can hear your WNSH. This week in my featured station segment, we're going to do something just a bit different. We're going to cover the format change of a radio station that dropped its country music format in favor of a classic hip-hop format. But it all started on June 20th, 2013, when radio station WNSH was born. So before we hear how the format changed for this radio station, let's hear how it all started on June 20th, 2013. Ladies and gentlemen, it is just after 6 a.m. on June 20th, 2013. For many, it's going to go down... As a day like any other, but for you and for me, I hope this becomes something much more meaningful. I hope it marks the beginning of what will become a long and lasting friendship. My name is Blair Garner, and I am so grateful, I am so humbled that you have allowed us this moment. On behalf of everyone who has worked so hard and assembling this show, just please know that you can count on us. Truly, no matter where you go, no matter what you do, you've got a home. With America's Morning Show. This is WNSH, Newark, New York, a cumulus station powered by Nash. Country. Country.
This is a return to New York City for me. For many years, you know, I worked uh, across the hall at the legendary WPLJ, where I was known then as Skywalker, if you remember the name. But this time, I got to be the real me. The father of nine-year-old twins that are the beating heart of my soul, the man who loves this music so passionately, and that feels pretty good darn to me. I am joined by some of my deepest friends, and she is a multi-platinum selling artist. Behind hits like Better Gir- or Better Things to Do, When Boy Meets Girl, Poor Poor Pitiful Me, Emotional Girl, I Just Want to Be Mad. She has toured with Reba, Brooks and Dunn. She is a member of the Grand Ole Opry. I'm happy to say a part of America's Morning Show, the lovely Terry Clark. <laughs> yeah, Terry. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> Moving on, the pride of Smyrna, Delaware, the man whose talents first drew our attention, Smash Stealing Cinderella. It's a song that uh, produced the biggest debut for any new country artist, and of all, in the year 2007. Also, the fastest rising single for any that whole year. You saw him uh, compete night after night on Dancing with the Stars. Got a new single out called Salt Life. Please say hello to another of the team, Mr. Chuck Wicks. Yes, love you, Chuck. Hey. Love you, Chuck. Hey, love you, Chuck. <laughs> Move along, yeah, Chuck loves Chuck, too. Yeah. <laughs> she was the first artist signed to Republic Nashville, a joint venture between Big Machine and Universal Republic Records. Her first single brought her to the rarefied era of talents who have had top ten hits. Hers called from a table away. An ACM-nominated top new female artist of the year 2013 is Sunny Sweeney. And then, of course, the two who are not in the room at this moment, they include the woman behind the numerous gold and platinum selling albums. She has won five ACM awards, five CMA awards, a Grammy, multi-million seller, Miss Leanne Womack. And of course, to keep everyone on top of what goes on in this world of ours, the lead anchor for HLN's Morning Show Express with Robin Mead, new London, Ohio native and country recording artist, Miss Robin Mead. Robin will be joining us later. Now, we talked for a moment about who it was that we wanted to fire off the show. What song would be the right one to play? And we, we tossed a quarter. It was either going to be Mr. Miranda Lambert or Miss Miranda Lambert. And guess who won? That's right. Ms. Miranda Lambert, written by the lovely Casey Musgrave, Mama's Broken Heart, on New York's Nash FM 94.7. I cut my bang. That was then. But on October 22nd, 2021, the country music died on WNSH-FM, leaving listeners in New York City struggling to find a place to listen to country music. And here's how country music ended on WNSH-FM. Hey, this is Carrie Underwood on New York's Country 94.7.
and more. Ralph McDaniels on Video Music Box. Fab Five Freddy on MTV. And this man, Ed Lover on MTV. Yo, this is Ed Lover. Today, the time has come to usher in a brand new chapter in New York radio. During the last few months, we've talked to and listened to thousands of New Yorkers about what you want from a new radio station. A station that is designed by New Yorkers exclusively for New York. You've told us you want a radio station that plays music you don't hear enough of. Songs like this. Can I get a what, what, can you change it from all of my thugs who don't love those, they get no dough. Can I get a what, 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 just discovered a radio station that will take you to new places, and many that sound remarkably familiar. Hip-hop and R&B always makes you feel a certain type of way. The memories will come back to you immediately. Set your preset to 94.7 The Block. New York. New York. Welcome to a brand new sound. Welcome home to the new 94.7 The Block. New York's number one for throwbacks. And commercial free. Commercial free. Yeah. Now I'm down in Tribeca, right next to the Narrow, but I'll be hood forever. I'm the new Sinatra, and since I made it here, I can make it anywhere. Yeah, they love me. Oh, 
sometimes your words just hypnotize me. And I just love your flow. Oh, bad boy. So, so deaf. And the rock. All on New York's number one for throwbacks. 94.7 The Block. Life. If I rule the world, I love them, love them, baby. 25,000 songs. Commercial free. The new 94.7 The Block. Go, Sean. It's your birthday. We're going to pop. Another throwback for our friends in the Bronx. New York's number one for throwbacks. 94-7. The Block. Well, there you go. The beginning of Radio Station WNSHFM is heard on June 20th, 2013. And the end of Radio Station WNSHFM is heard on October 22nd, 2021. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the program, want to let me know about it by email or voicemail. The email address here is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F Jeff at allthingsradio.net. Or you can call that feedback line at 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595. And at option two for the podcast team. For All Things Radio Live, I'm Jeff Bennett. This concludes another All Things Radio Live. Join us every Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern for the latest radio news, interviews, caller questions and comments, station scopes, and more. Visit the show's official website at www.allthingsradio.net and visit the Legend website at legendoldies.com. Join us again next week for another All Things Radio Live on the Worldwide Legend.